It's the Rugby World Cup Live at Five podcast with Brent Pope and Pat Courtney from Radio Nova and Nova.ie with the Honda Civic Diesel, the cleanest and most efficient Honda Civic ever with Honda Sensing as standard. Visit Honda.ie. Yes, Brent Pope's here between now and 7 o'clock, Rugby Live 5. We will be talking a little bit of rugby. We will be talking about uh, population bias, I'm going to call it. We'll be talking about mistaken identity, and we'll be talking about Bernard Brogan, amongst other things. Yes, there will be some rugby in there at some point, and I have a little present for Brent, too. He doesn't know he's going to get it. It's the Rugby World Cup Live at 5 podcast with Brent Pope and Pat Courtney from Radio Nova and Nova.ie. Can I see some ID, please? By the way, um, I, I understand you were uh, you're mistaken. Again, you're you're again. mistaken for somebody that I'm quite well known. I'm mistaken for lots of people that are well known. For years, it was a, used to be a, a boxer from Terranua who I never met called um, I think Mel Crystal or something. The Crystal Brothers. That's when I first arrived over to Ireland, maybe 30 years ago, nearly. Then for years, it was Charlie Redmond. Oh yeah, the GAA, you look a yeah, because the cheeks. Yeah, and then it was this man, Johnny Logan. Two of us, yeah, on numerous occasions. So anyway, yesterday, right, I'm out in Carton House where the Irish rugby team um, are usually based and there's a woman out with her husband walking a dog and they come past me and she looks at me and says, Joe, I'm so sorry or something, but, you know, good luck to you or something like that. And the husband looks at her with disgust and shakes his head and said, for God's sake, he said, it's not Joe Smidge. He said, it's Warren Gatlin, the Welsh coach. I thought, Jesus <laughs> Christ. Don't, 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 don't. I said, don't, what, what, don't, what don't. Warren Gatlin would be doing at Carton House <laughs> two days before a semi-final with Wales surprised me, but I just thought, I, I don't, I can see the resemblance between myself and, and Warren Gatlin, the grey hair and the kind of chubby chipmunk cheek face, but Joe Schmidt, but I, I don't see it. No. Johnny Logan? Yeah. Well, these days, if you'll, if you'll allow what me. What do you mean these days? Sorry, okay. It's the Rugby World Cup Live at Five podcast with Brent Pope and Pat Courtney from Radio Nova and Nova.ie. Pat Courtney with Brent Pope yes. every Thursday night. What? What? <laughs> Every time I say his name, Brent, that's because I want Brent people Pope. to know that I'm here. I've made the effort. I've and come over here on my bike. It's raining. Come to see you, Pat, and share two hours. Oh, there's a bonus of great radio, there's, there, there which is go. a rarity for you. Thank you, yeah, Brent. Yeah, if indeed it is Brent. We were talking before about Brent gets a case of mistaken identity. Like, yeah, cons- and what about cons- you? And I was asking you, have you been mistaken for anybody? Yes, yes. It was funny, I must get it from my dad, because, like... Male, we're, we're, male. Years, oh, you're male. a man. Yeah, yeah okay. was, was a bloke, yes. <laughs> but my dad, back at, like, in, a, in his younger days, he used to get picked up by the cops for everything because he answered every description. Average height, dark hair, blah, yeah, blah, blah. Yeah. But me, I have been. On two occasions, I've been mistaken for Lord Henry Mount Charles. Well, you're serious, but he's a lot older than you, too. He's older and he's much taller. Yeah. But there were, there were two occasions. One time, I remember, I was going to work or something. I was going into town anyway. And it was in the morning, like 10, something like mm. this. And uh, this guy was still in the remains of a dress suit, you know, with the, the bow tie kind of yeah. half askew and yeah. the white shirt. And it was slightly him. not as white as it had been. 
he was coming home from some big flash too. Yeah. So admittedly he couldn't see quite straight, but this was the first time I was mistaken. And he lurched up to me there outside, I think the National Concert Hall. And he, he, he lurched up to me and he said, Oh, Lord Henry! Well, I thought he was going to bow and scrape and bang his forehead on the footpath, Brent. And did you go along with it? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's the easiest thing to do absolutely. sometimes. All one does is... is, is Posh up the voice just just yeah. a little bit, and it, it sort of yeah. works. As long as it doesn't come out like no, you know, Prince Prince Charles rather than <laughs> Lord Henry Mountchild. But the, the other time I was mistaken for Mount Charles, I went to um, I went to oh, which slain was it? I can't remember. But Black Star Riders were, were playing anyway, um, and there was he was just, Henry had just launched his new whiskey. So there's the Lord Henry whiskey tent. You see. So I went in there and I thought, I'll try some of the sponsor's fine product. And this Southside uh, chap came up to me and he was all over me. Lord Henry. And he's putting his hand out to shake, me, shake my hand and everything. Well, I couldn't put my royal hand in my pocket. <laughs> oh, that was brilliant. That's when it worked. All after, it did. It worked. Yeah, it worked a treat. The poor leader of the opposition had to pour me home. But if there's w- anybody out there that's been mistaken for Jennifer Aniston, can they please call in? <laughs> <laughs> Um, you get mistaken, I think it's probably as soon as you open your mouth. You get mistaken, well, you were mistaken the other day for uh, for Joe Schmidt. And speaking of Joe Schmidt, yeah. I felt so sad for him, Brent, at the yeah. end of that no. match last Saturday. He looked exactly. he looked small, he looked yeah. smaller than he is, and he looked crushed. No, and, and people make the sad. point that he's, he's, he's uh, Joe has aged a bit. Under the pressure in the last in the last year, but that's pressure. Look, you know, I know, I know. Some uh, members, uh, people out there, were saying the media were very cruel. Uh, some were. Uh, I'm not about to bag what the achievements Joe Schmidt has brought to this country as far as rugby concerned. You know, his record speaks for itself. Heineken Cups uh, with Leinster, uh, then moving into the, the Irish team, making them one of the forces of world rugby, and not your national game. That's what people don't realise. You know, GAA is your national game here. It's not rugby. So to get to be ranked, uh, albeit for a short enough time, number one side in the world, to beat the All Blacks twice, to go on towards the Southern Hemisphere, wow, what a record. Mm. For it to finish like that, unfortunately for him, you know, it's hard to know as a coach when you go out at the top because it's hard to know when that time is going to be. I mean, he did put a lot of eggs into this World Cup basket. We all had expectations that Ireland would go to the semi-final or final. I even thought there was a time that they could have won it. And you know, you did. That was hard. Well. It was hard for me too. I've I've been following rugby and I've been following Joe Schmidt's career, all the top players' careers for the last nearly thirty years. And I thought this was going to be the year that they were going to do something. So yes, I did feel sorry for him because there'll always be that players have visions and they visualise things. And his visions was coming back to a ticker tape parade down in Dublin mm. with people hanging out of buildings and, you know, confetti and all that, and that's taken away. And it's, it's it, it'll be hard for him to deal with for a while, but we wish him the best of luck, as Roy uh, best as well, and just appreciate what they've brought to the game. Absolutely. It's the Rugby World Cup Live at Five podcast with Brent Pope and Pat Courtney from Radio Nova and Nova.ie. Pat, <laughs> Pat Courtney. Uh, I know that's going to annoy you. That's why I'm no, doing. no, no, it's great. Uh, brought brought to us by the Honda Civic. This is Honda Sensing as standard. Uh, Honda.ie will sort it out for you. Now, uh, this arrived for you during the week. I came in to um, I went to my desk in the uh, the departure lounge, yeah. and this was sitting up on my keyboard. 
I, I haven't opened it, but I did do. I did that thing that girls do. You know the thing that the ladies do, Brent, when they that you, you get an envelope and they'll peer and they'll peer at it. They hold it yeah. up to the light, look at it from every angle, and they're gone to the leader of the opposition. Why don't you open the bloody thing? But now, what does it say? It's a card. What does it say, Brent? Oh, it's lovely. Oh, to the man who goes the extra mile for so many people from one of your many fans, kiss kiss. Ah, yeah. Who's it from? Don't know. They didn't say. Just got sparkle. Thank you very much. That's lovely. So you're going to go to this gallery opening because that covered in glitter? <coughs> oh, that's, right. that's that's nice. Because I do feel I do like to give back. I do. You know, so that's the lovely thing to say. So thank you very much, Ruby. You, that you bring that with you. I'm going to bring it with me. You know, you, whoever it was isn't sure about the birthday. It's your January, aren't you? No. When are you? Next oh. week. You are next week. Next oh, yeah, week? because you and I are roughly the same. October 27th. That's right, because I'm, I'm Halloween. Yes, I know that, but when's your birthday? <laughs> it's the Rugby World Cup Live at Five podcast with Brent Pope and Pat Courtney from Radio Nova and Nova.ie. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you to the Honda Civic with Honda Sensing as standard. Good song, Red Right Hand. It was a good song. Um, the soundtrack is out, by the way. The soundtrack of um, Peaky Blinders. It's quite huge. And he's on it, is he, Nick Kate? Of course he's, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it's, it's the theme. Um, he's there. Radiohead is on it. David Bowie, that you've met. Arctic Monkeys. Um, Richard Hawley. White Stripes. Joy Division. Black Sabbath. It's a massive thing. It fills up three discs. And uh, he's on it because this is the. Because that there is the theme. Good, I like it. Yeah, I, I wouldn't be a huge Nick Cave fan. I'd have to say it's an acquired taste, but I, I like that song. You're playing some good music tonight, Pat. Which is thanks, Brent. Yes, and you, that's thanks. not unusual. No. Anyway, Brent. Anyway, look, um, for people that uh, aren't particularly into the rugby, mm. okay, which there are many. Well, of course, of course, of course. But I have actually, I want to talk to you about that after as well, because I think there are going to be a lot of Kiwis in in Ireland, you know, on this weekend who won't be after the match. But anyway. Here's one here, right? For people that don't really get it, this is what I'm going to call rugby for dummies. Yeah. Okay? Um, the f- it all started with this. I was with, I got guten tag. I am in Cork for a few weeks and everyone is watching the Rugby World Cup. Can you explain the rules? Okay? <laughs> Carl from Berlin. Now, I gave this question to a chap I know who knows nothing about rugby or as much sport at all, for that matter. And he can't see what all the fuss is about. So I asked him to have a look at a match, or part thereof, and explain the rules. And uh, this is what he came up with, right? Yeah. He said, In rugby, the fat guys all crash into each other, while the slightly slimmer guys all stand in a line watching them. When the fat guys get tired, they all lie down on top of each other. When the ball comes out the back of this lie down... The skinnier guys kick it back and forth to each other for 10 minutes or so. Then the fat guys wake up and start running into each other again. Every so often the referee stops the game when someone drops the ball because that is the only thing you're not allowed to do in rugby. Drop the ball. Everything else seems to be okay. My mate goes on. says, sometimes one group of fat guys pushes the other group of fat guys over the line and there is some manly hugging. But nobody gets the shift, unlike soccer. <laughs> then he finished up, he said, after 80 minutes, they add up the score, and New Zealand wins. <laughs> oh, yeah. And that 
It's rugby for dummies. That's pretty good. According to my mate Jerry. That's pretty good. There you go. Um, I have a stupid question. Yeah, again. One of my stupid questions. I'll ask you that after a Bon Jovi. It's the Rugby World Cup Live at Five podcast with Brent Pope and Pat Courtney from Radio Nova and Nova.ie. Radio Nova Rugby Live at Five with Pat Courtney and Brent Pope. Yes. Uh, thanks to the Honda Civic Petrol with Honda Sensing, a standard at um, Honda.ie. We are talking earlier on... I'm dropping the, the stupid question. I have a better thing for you. We are talking earlier on about uh, Brent gets mistaken for various people. Johnny Logan, Warren Gatland, which I can kind of understand, uh, Joe Schmidt, somebody should have gone to Specsavers, um, and then and me, I've been mistaken for um, Lord Henry Mount Charles a couple of times. Um, uh, Brent said before, anybody who's ever been mistaken for Jennifer Aniston, would you give us a call on double four zero four hundred? Well, uh, Catherine actually texted me and she says, my left foot has often been mistaken for Jennifer Aniston. So she's obviously, uh, she's she's putting her left foot in the door for you, Brent. That'll do. <laughs> uh, listen to me. The Bowden brothers. Yep. Sorry, the Barrett brothers. Bowden, Barrett, Scott and uh, Geordie yep. Barrett. Uh, absolute rock stars in the All Blacks team. Yeah, their grandfather has died. Now, yeah. with their family background, that would be a massive blow. It will be a huge event. The, the, the well, what we'd say a wake, will possibly go on for a couple of days and um, they've decided they're not going to go back. No, because I think that I, I, Bowden spoke about it last week and you could see that he was uh, starting to get very tearful and, and looking up mm. to the uh, dedicated the win against Ireland to their grandfather. They're obviously very close. That would be the way that I know uh, the Barrett's father well, Smiley Barrett. I played against him a number of times. I've met him a, a good few times. Great bloke. Unbeknown to a lot of people, they actually spent uh, a couple of years over here in Westmeath when the boys were, were, were younger um, farming. Could we uh, not have kept them? That's what I mean. <laughs> Looking <laughs> at coming. But... Um, Yes, I think that'd be a situation. Their grandfather loved rugby. He loved following them around the matches, so they'd be dedicating this match to him. So it'll mm. only, it'll only that will fire them. And up, I wonder, is what you're I wonder if that's got anything to do with the kind of rumours coming out around the camp this week, the All Black camp. That in fact, um, the uh, Barrett will play in the Fords, not Bowden. Um, no, he's we'll, too small. We'll, we'll play in the Fords at, at blindside flanker. Um, I thought it would have something to do with the fact that he's uh, got more grunters in next second row and they need that against England's power game, but it may well be to do with that they're going to dedicate this, uh, hopefully this win to their to their beloved granddad. And it's what a lovely thing to do. It's the Rugby World Cup Live at Five podcast with Brent Pope and Pat Courtney from Radio Nova and Nova.ie. It's interesting, Brent, last, <laughs> last week... On Saturday, an Australian friend of mine sent me a, sent me a message. He said, "In a matter of minutes, because it's Ireland yeah. playing New Zealand, he says, in a matter of minutes, the whole population of Australia will become Irish." Now, yeah. I think that on Saturday morning, a large chunk of Ireland will become Kiwis for at least yeah. a couple of hours. Do you realise that on Saturday, last Saturday, for um. Out of 4.88 million people in this country, one million people tuned in to that yeah. match. A million. I know. In, in, a, in a, a country that... Like exactly. The, a, not a, your an national oval sport. ball is something that fellas have. Fantastic. When I first started here, Pat, doing rugby commentary on the television, you might have got audience of a few thousand. 
You know, th- yeah. so that's how that's how much the game has grown. Now it won't be a national game, and 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 rightly so, the GEA is. But you know, it's it's come a long it's come a long way. But I'd like to think that, and I think I think more so because New Zealand have a you know, there's a lot of crossover between New Zealand and, and Ireland, as you know, and, that, and the culturally type, and all. Yes, yeah. the culturally as well, and the the fact that if you're Caucasian in 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 New Zealand, there's probably a third of a chance that you came from from Ireland, like my ancestors came from Ireland, and a lot of people I know. So, and the fact that it's always easier to accept. You were beaten by the eventual winner. It's always easy to go back. <laughs> That's no, a good it is. Point. Yeah, Psychologics yeah, yeah. always goes back and say, "Well, we sure. met New Zealand, you know, at the quarterfinal stage, unfortunately, and you know, if they go on to beat England yeah, yeah. and they go on to win it, you can say, well, okay, look, there's some, there's some amount of thinking there that okay, you met the best team in the world at at, at, too, at too earlier stage, but you know, I hope, look, I hope also we've been both here a long time. You'd like to think that people support." us as much as we support Ireland. I mean, I've I've always been in Ireland's backyard. I've always wanted them to do well. I wanted them, you know, it didn't worry me that they might have won last week. It it wouldn't have worried me. I'd have been happy for the Irish support. I was happy in Chicago when when Ireland beat the All Blacks. Yeah. Because, so, yeah. But but, but also, given the particular particular opposition this weekend, Jim rang in for you earlier on, Brent. This is what he had to ask you. Uh, Good evening, Brent. Good evening, Pat. Uh, Just a couple of points on last week's game that you might be able to help me out with. First point is, would there, be, would there have been any significance with Joe Smith announcing his uh, departure from the Irish team earlier this year? Would it have any effect on the players? Number two, in his post-match interview, he referred to the Six Nations that he was experimenting in it. I think maybe in hindsight that would have been a mistake. I think Six Nations is very important championship and that if he gone flat out for the Six Nations and might have set a template for the year ahead, what would you think? Yeah, two really good points. On the first point, uh, I think that's been sort of raked over the coals. I think that, you know, at the end of the day, Joe Schmidt had to do what he thought was best, and what he thought was best was announcing it uh, the year before. I don't think uh, it ever works out, to be honest, Jim. I think that I've played in, in a lot of successful teams where the coach has announced that driven you to that success that he is leaving there's always a bit of a lull so you know we can look back and say was that was that had anything to do with Ireland's performance in the World Cup um Probably a little bit. Um, it can also work in your favour because players that might feel that they've been left out under the current coach might feel that they get a, a get a look in under a new coach. So it can work both ways. I just think in this situation, it possibly just stripped a bit of confidence away. Um, on the second question. Um, Yes, I don't know whether Ireland did experiment that much. That's probably the point. I think that, you know, possibly they should have experimented a bit more. I think after that drubbing they received against England in the very first game, if you remember, I think that sent a, a, a sort of reverberations of shock around the, 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 the Irish team because they were bullied that particular day. I think they probably had to realise then that in one game, unfortunately, the Grand Slam was gone, the Triple Crown was gone, probably the Championship was gone. So possibly we could have seen a bit more experimentation in the terms of players used uh, over that Six Nations. But I think you're right. Six Nations is very important and it's proven to be more important because of Ireland's, I suppose, uh, inability, whatever, to get out of the, of the into the top four of, of the world game. So the Six Nations becomes, I suppose, the, the pivotal... Um, a pivotal point for Irish rugby to show where it's at in relation to the Northern Hemisphere game. So, but, uh... It's the Rugby World Cup Live at Five podcast with Brent Pope and Pat Courtney from Radio Nova and Nova.ie. Rugby Live at Five on Radio Nova with Pat Courtney and Brent Pope. 
every Thursday night, five to seven, as long as the World Cup keeps us entertained. And yeah, yes, it is still entertaining. Thanks to the Honda Civic Petrol with Honda Sensing as standard Honda.ie. Okay, I have a stupid question. Yeah. <laughs> Again? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Do the reserves train with the starting team? Absolutely. They do. Yeah, because it's now a 23-man game, Pat. It's not... It, it, professional teams now, they actually don't look at it as a 15-man game. I mean, Steve Hansen talked about having a double punch, which meant that uh, Cody Taylor, the, the the hooker who's usually on the replacements bench, would start against Ireland, and then the double punch would be um, Coles coming on in the second half um, for, for the, to end the match or something. So you can actually pick impact subs. You can pick players that are going to come on and make a difference in certain parts of the game. So that's why they talk about uh, a 23-man squad, and rightly so. So, yes, absolutely, they train, uh, do, do all the trainings, you know. In fact, the only time they'll train differently is you'll see some of them out doing their fitness training, which they hate, by the way, after a match. You'll see the players that haven't had any game time, and different coaches allow a special amount of game time. If you've played 20 minutes or something, you might get away with out having to do your sprints after the game. You yeah, see them at the Aviva. It's a reward. Yeah. Do you go to the Aviva? Well, some coach, if you go to the Aviva, you'll see all the subs or the players that haven't had much game time out after the match when the others are going in and having their showers or whatever. Right. They'll be out there doing their their, their conditioning work. Hmm. Uh, it's just always the way it's been. You know, I don't know if it's, it's more psychological than physical. That's what it is, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. More psychological that you've got to do something on game day. It's the Rugby World Cup Live at Five podcast with Brent Pope and Pat Courtney from Radio Nova and Nova.ie. Got a, sh- a shock today. I was talking earlier on to a friend of mine. He says, um, Bernard Brogan's departing, finished with the dubs. I what? Because I hadn't been listening to the news. Here was Bernard earlier on. I was injured last year. Can I can I compete? Can I be up there with the level likes of Mannion and Khan and these lads and Dino and who are sensational footballers and, and the rest of the lads are there. But that Saturday, I felt I was toe to toe with them. Bernard Brogan, Brett. yeah, I know Bernard well. Do you know him well, do? You? Yeah, won seven All Irelands, four All Stars, thirteen Leinster medals, Footballer of the Year in 2010. Not to mention Man of the Match with both goals against Mayo. In 2013, you know Bernard well. How yeah. do you think he's going to cope with this withdrawal from something he's been so immersed Absolutely. in? Absolutely. Part of his identity, that's the problem. And I mean, um, say, working as a psychotherapist now, it's, it's the very problem that a lot of clients present with. Look, the sporting world is documented with, especially players in professional ranks, not handling it very well. Um, suddenly you can be playing in front of sixty or 70,000 people and being adored in everyday life. Suddenly that's taken away from you. And suddenly, look, he'll always be a legend in the game, but, you know, rugby players talk about suddenly having to go down and buy tickets for matches. You know, years ago they would have just uh, walked into the ground or whatever. So it's that adoration. And interesting enough, I met a ballerina out in New Zealand. You say, interesting of course, enough. Of course you did. Of course you did. But <laughs> she, was, she, was, she was a bit older and she said, to, she said the same thing to me. She said, Brent, when you finish up on TV or something at at a stage, which I will, probably sooner than later, but, you know, when that happens, how will you feel about it? And I said, that's an interesting question. She said, I was a ballerina around the world, and she said, I was used to being adored and roses up, left after the end of performance, standing ovation. She said, when that was taken away from me, she said, it took about four years for me to realise that I wasn't 
that person anymore. And Four Bernard's years. been so wrapped up, as the whole Brogan family have been in GAA history. <laughs> Having said that, it's an amateur game, but it's professional in more ways than, than no. We know that. You know, the way they train, the way they dedicate their time to it, trainings every night a week. Suddenly you've got to go back to normality. And for players in that regard, suddenly they don't have all their travel arrangements. They're going back to like they were more or less teenagers trying to book. I know rugby players that have been brought up rugby, professional rugby players. They can't book holidays or anything, or they don't know how to cook or anything yeah. like that because everything's been done for them. Bernard's in a bit of a different situation because I know he works in pep talk and that, and they have a business around motivation and mental health and everything. So he's better equipped than most, but it's a very difficult. I think it all comes down to the word identity. Mm-hmm. Is your identity wrapped up? Is that who you are or who you believe you are? You know, a GEA all-star or a great rugby player or anything like that, and if your identity's wrapped up in it, it's very difficult to let that go. Look look at the amount, you know, Paul Gascoigne's and all these guys. The, there's a, literally a list of, of English football players who have suddenly come out of a situation where suddenly they've got to go to work for a bob or they've got to do things in their life that they're not regimented. Yeah, yeah. You know, everything, this is what you're told to do, a bit like being in the arm, but become institutionalised, for a want of a better word. He'll do okay, Bernard, because he's he's got all the all the uh, I suppose the things in place for him to to handle that pretty well. But he'll miss it. It's the Rugby World Cup Live at Five podcast with Brent Pope and Pat Courtney from Radio Nova and Nova.ie. Nova Noise. Name the noise. Win the cash. Two point one kilo quid for this. Sounds like nothing, doesn't it? Well, what does it sound like to you? Double four zero four one hundred. Hello, Nova. Hello, how are you? Who's this? This is Madison. Madison, this is Pat. Good name. Hi, nice to meet you. And this is yeah. uh, this is Brent Pope. My friend I like Brent that Pope. name, Madison. Madison, that's cool. <laughs> Madison, Madison. Isn't, isn't that... Where are you from, Madison? I'm originally from Canada, but I live in Maynooth. <laughs> a long way from Canada is Maynooth. At least you have a cool name, Madison. Not a name like Pat. Yeah. Well, thanks. I, I'll tell my parents. <laughs> At least when someone calls my name in the pub, you get the attention of half the room, Brent. <laughs> At least you're not called Bent Pipe like I was on a rugby field one time. You were not yeah. Bent Pipe. I'm allowed to speak in front of about 50,000 people, and onto the field comes Bent Pipe. But, geez, <laughs> can't even get my damn name right. You know. <laughs> oh, Again, it's the parents. Exactly. It is, yeah, it is. Yeah. You know. I, just, I, um, who's, I met a fella when I was on holiday in France this guy's girlfriend has a daughter called Ebony Wood. <laughs> Ebony Wood. But I think, is everybody the same? I, I don't know whether it was school days, but you always used to be paranoid when somebody would call out your name, you know, if through the intercom or something. Oh, you oh, just used God, to cringe. Yeah. Yeah, I used yeah. to, I, I hated my name. I hated, you know, like I, I always wanted mine. a, I always wanted a sporting name like Madison. There was a friend of mine played rugby and his name was Ray Falcon. It just sounded good. Ray Onto Falcon. the field comes big Ray Falcon. Ray Falcon. Sounds like something out of sort of superheroes, doesn't it? Sounds Ray like an American Falcon. name. It does, yeah. doesn't it? Yeah. Instead <laughs> of Brent Pope. Oh. In, in fact, yeah, yeah. like Ray Boring. Falcon. It actually yeah. sounds like one of those cabaret singers who was never very good and now sings in the lobby of a hotel on Tenerife. Or something. <laughs> so, so let's just give Madison the money. Movie. She's going to get it right. Okay. I have a good Madison, feeling about Madison. what is this Nova noise? Madison Avenue. Come on. Uh, Madison Avenue. Actually, it's Madison after a mermaid, but thank you. Oh. Um, <laughs> I think the Nova noise might be a hole punch. I haven't seen that answer. <laughs> you haven't seen that answer. I've lost I count of the number of times I've actually heard it, Madison. I really? 
Oh, it's yeah. not on the website then. Oh. Yes, Put it, it on is. the website. Yes, it is on the uh, website. It's, I love it. has That's to be. So if it isn't at this stage, after all these weeks, assistant heads will roll. Listen, it was <laughs> good talking with you. Stay in touch. Stay in touch, Madison. Thanks, Madison. Right. Thank you. Bye-bye. Okay. Hello, Nova. Pat speaking. Who's this? Hello. Uh, yeah, you, just stop ringing on the other phone. You're cheating. Listen to this, Brent. He's cheating. And and rightly so. What do you mean? They've got to cheat. Oh, God, you're a... Cheat to win. Cheat to oh, win. That's my friend ringing on the other phone. We yeah. all together. Yo, it's tag teaming. Okay, who is this? Uh, James is my name. James, what's that over noise? Come I on, James. I think it's an ink cartridge being loaded into a printer. Oh. oh. Again. Yeah. <laughs> they don't want to give the prize away, James. I'm telling well, you. We don't need they to don't, as long as people keep coming they up. They don't want to give it away. Hello, Nova. Hiya, Pat. It's Lennon. Oh, Lennon? Oh, God. Uh, people are, great people names are gonna tonight. Call, people are going to call this a fix. Are you ringing for the Nova noise? I am. Everybody <laughs> knows Lennon's a friend of mine. Lennon, what age are you now? 12, 13? I am. Well, I'm going 13 in December. 13 December. Good name too, though, Lennon. Oh, Lennon Lennon's, Lennon's an ace guitarist. Yeah. Ace guitarist. <laughs> he and I jammed on the radio one day. What did we do? Comfortably numb. Comfortably numb, and then I came in the second time in the fire and rain. Oh, that's it's, cool. Yeah, I'd love to no, play the good, guitar. Man. He's good. He's a Is guitarist. Pat any good, though, Lennon? Come on, be yeah. on, be honest. Did you hear the silence there? Is it? Yeah. God, no, what, be honest. What do I say now? We can't give you the prize if you're not being honest here. So, <laughs> is Pat any out of out of one to ten on guitar scales? What would Pat be? Be honest. Okay. Anyway, the Nova noise. Now, come five. on. You got a five? Right. <laughs> Did I get a five? Oh, I got a pass mark. Oh, great. Um, <laughs> Le- Lennon, what is this Nova noise? Is it someone pulling over blinds? Is it something what pulling up blinds? Pulling like over blinds, yeah. Oh, I see what you mean. Drawing the blind, yeah, no. Hard luck, Lennon. All right, hey, keep listen. playing, mate. Keep picking. Yeah, keep picking. Absolutely. Good talking. Uh, Talk to you soon. All right. Say hello to your dad uh, for me. Okay. <laughs> Say hello to your dad. Yeah, Jeff. <laughs> Jeff is his dad. Anyway, there we go. Uh, tomorrow morning, two thousand. Running a competition, son. Say hello to your dad I know, for me. I know. I know. I know. But you saw me take the call. Oh, I that's s- a first. I tell you. <laughs> you couldn't yeah. get it there. Yeah. Say hello to your dad and mum there. Thanks for oh, ending. The, thanks for ending the competition. I'll go your halves. <laughs> Not like that. You I know. Well, no, no, anyway, no. Um, what date is it today, Brent? What day is it? No, what date? Oh, it's twenty. Yeah, well, okay. we should know because it's a few days for my birthday. Uh, oh God, if that wasn't a hint. <laughs> um, Colin and Lucy will kick it off at nine o'clock tomorrow morning. It's not and, their birthdays, uh, is it? You are. It's not their birthdays. No, either, it's the it? next time to do the. I'll tell you, it's my birthday coming up. Did I? Yes, you did, oh, Brent. Okay. You did Christmas mention cakes. that. I got one card six times. Anyway, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm just, I'm just going to give up now. Give up. Here's, here's the Nova noise. It's the Rugby World Cup Live at Five podcast with Brent Pope and Pat Courtney from Radio Nova and Nova.ie. Okay, I kind of hate asking this question, and yep, I cringe, but I'm going to. I cringe every time mm. someone on, well, telly or radio, it doesn't make any difference, asks a question. What's going to happen on Saturday? Yeah, because you don't know. It's the hardest thing for being a it pundit. Because really you don't know. Look look what happened last week. We were here last week thinking that Ireland would put up a, a great fight and, and could maybe win the game, and, and, and the opposite occurred. Not saying they, did, they didn't try, it just it didn't go their way, obviously. But this week, look, I think it's a... I, I think New Zealand have gone away... 
even since that game against Ireland, since the Northern Hemisphere uh, uh, tours over the last couple of years and said, look, how do we get around a power game? England probably, along with South Africa, you know, have the top most power games, if you want to call it that, in the world. England, through the Vunapola brothers and Tuolagi, play that sort of way. I think New Zealand just have that worked out at the way they're playing. That's not to say that England don't have a, a super team. They do. I just think that New Zealand might just be a bit slick for them. We're going back in the All Black side, by the way, that hasn't lost a, a World Cup match in 12 years. That's a pretty good record. So um, I see this as being the final, actually, but it's 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 now been pushed to the semi-final because of the uh, different permutations. But I just think New Zealand have a bit more create, a bit too much creative flair for England at this stage. I could be wrong, obviously, and there'll be a lot of English people out there listening that obviously want me to be wrong. It'll be a, it'll be a close game. It'll be a tight game played with two different styles of rugby. But I think New Zealand prevail. The other semi final, I think, slightly easier to call. Unfortunately for my lookalike Warren Gatland. I think Wales have gone to the well too many times. They look tired. They've got a good win over France just to make it to this far, but they're losing a lot of players. Liam Williams is in doubt now. They've had other players sent um, sent back because of uh, because of injury, and they just looked very leg heavy. South Africa have had an easy route through. When you look at it, apart from the first match against New Zealand, had to play Japan. Yes, it was an emotional uh, win in that. Then um, you know, I suppose had to play possibly Wales to get to the final an easier side of the draw so I think look I think it'll be a New Zealand South African final see you next week see you next week bro bro (laughs) this has been the Rugby World Cup Live at Five podcast with Brent Pope and Pat Courtney with the dynamic and engaging Honda Civic Petrol with Honda Sensing as standard visit honda.ie join us next week for another podcast or catch the show live Thursdays at 5 on Radio Nova and nova.ie